You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Thank you for joining in the sanctuary, watching or listening online to be part of of the series called Better. And uh, the reason uh, that we call it Better is, of course, the connection between Leviticus and Hebrews. And um, Better is the New Covenant is better than the Old Covenant. And so when you're studying through the book of Leviticus, you're going to see lots of things concerning the Old Covenant and uh, how relevant that was. Uh, under the law and uh, how those things are relevant to us today. Uh, But then you study the book of uh, Hebrews and, of course, Jesus who became that supreme sacrifice once and for all. Uh, Everything about Jesus is better than the old covenant. And so we're we're going through this series called Better and uh, studying through the book of Leviticus and Hebrews. And this is a 12-week series, and uh, we will spend about half of it or so on the book of Leviticus and the second half on the book of Hebrews. Uh, last week in our lesson, uh, we, we went through the first uh, seven chapters of where the book was written, when and by who and who's involved. And then we went through uh, the offerings that are talked about in those first seven chapters. And we focused on the significance of those offerings and what they mean to us, us being surrendered to God, devoted to God, having fellowship with God, identified with God, and having our relationship with God restored. Amen. So um, I'm going to, uh, of course, chapter 8 would be following uh, where we left off. Um, chapter 8 is, is uh, information concerning um, ordaining the priesthood and things that are necessary, and I'm going to, I'm going to add that into another lesson, so chapters uh, 8, 9, 10, and 11 I'm going to include into another lesson in the future, and so we're going to pick up with um, uh, what's uh, following that in this lesson tonight, and uh, lesson uh, 12, or chapter 12, excuse me, it uh, speaks about um, uh, things that deal with... Uh, uh, obviously, being clean, unclean, you're going to see that through those chapters 9, 10, and 11. Uh, and, um, and then also chapter uh, uh, 15, you're going to see, again, talking about uh, cleanliness and all of those things of relevance. But I'm going to focus tonight's lesson on chapters 13 and 14 of Leviticus. And in this, uh, these two chapters, it speaks about... Uh, through chapter uh, 13, it starts talking to us about different diseases, uh, things uh, like leprosy, uh, boils, burning uh, uh, flesh. Uh, you'll see uh, things that are mentioned in here that, uh, for example, bright spots on the skin. It, it's, it's talking about a lot of uh, diseases and things that, uh, how to deal with them and how to uh, how to uh, deal with the cleanliness of them and the ceremonial laws that come with those. And, and so you're going to see that in the book of Leviticus in chapter 13. And it gives us a, a number of those things that it's talking about and discussing. 
And in, the, in that process, um, obviously leprosy was a, a physical disease, an actual disease that people dealt with. But you'll also see through Scripture how leprosy uh, is um, signified or a symbol or a type of sin. And doesn't mean that someone who has leprosy uh, is, um, um, got it because of sin. But it's a type of, and it it's gives us an example of, of a person's life um, being cleansed in the natural from leprosy. Also, uh, that process that happens to us spiritually that takes place, and we can see that, uh, how God cleanses our life from sin. And so I'm going to pick up this lesson uh, at the beginning of chapter 14. I'm going to read the eight verses that we're going to study tonight. Uh, and um, go back through each of these verses. But I want, to, I want to share these verses ahead of time. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought unto the priest, and the priest shall go forth out of the camp, and the priest shall look, and behold, if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper... Then shall the priest command to take for him that is to be cleansed two birds alive and clean and cedar wood and scarlet and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it and the cedar wood and the scarlet and the hyssop and shall dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. And he shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times and shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird loose into the open field. And he that is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes, shave off all his hair, wash himself in water that he may be clean. And after that, he shall come into the camp and shall tarry abroad out of his tent seven days. So what you see here is the process of what had to take place for someone to be pronounced clean of leprosy. And I'm going to go through uh, each of these verses because they have huge significance in relevance to us today and how God cleanses us from sin. Um, the, ver the first verse, basically, uh, it's, it just simply says that the Lord was given Moses this direction. Here's Moses, here's what I want you to do. This is how it happens. And, and then he says, this shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. This is not, uh, you can do this if you like. Uh, you can do this if it's convenient. You can do this um, if it suits you. Uh, this, this is a maybe or might be or a suggestion. No, uh, this says it is the law. It is the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. This is something that has to take place. It's a must. It's a requirement. It's something that if a leper is going to be pronounced clean, this is a process that must be followed. And so when we're talking about sin, obviously uh, the Lord uh, in the process of pronouncing us clean, washing us from sin, there is a process. There's, there's not, well, I can do it this way and another person can do it another way. No, there is a direction. There is a process for us to be cleansed from sin. Uh, he says, he shall be brought unto the priest. It's not to your neighbor. It's not to the person that lives next to you. It's not to your relative. 
It's not to a family member. No, they had to be brought to the priest. Well, the book of Hebrews tells us that Jesus has become our high priest. I'm thankful to be able to tell you tonight, you don't come to me for cleansing. You don't come to someone else for cleansing. You go directly to the priest, the high priest, the person that, who is able to pronounce you clean. Thank the Lord that we're not in charge of each other. I thank God that I'm not judging you and being clean and you're not judging me. I thank the Lord that he, he is the, the Almighty. He is the one that's doing the pronouncing. He is the one that knows us inside out. And the priest, uh, in verse 3, says, shall go forth out of the camp, and the priest shall look, and behold, if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper. It's only the Lord that's making the decision on whether someone has been healed of sin in their life, has been has been cleansed of sin in their life. We are not going to stand before each other to be judged. We are going to stand before the Almighty God. He is going to make the proclamation. He's the one who's going to do the pronouncing. He's the one who does the cleansing. He's the one who does the forgiving. I'm thankful tonight that, that God, who is faithful and just, uh, amen, who's, who's consistent and fair, no respecter of persons, I'm thankful tonight that it's the priest that goes forth. It's the Almighty that goes forth, and he's the one who looks and behold, uh, see, if the plague of leprosy has been healed, just as it was uh, in this uh, ceremonial, this law, this ritual, this cleansing. Uh, they had to be brought to the priest, and the priest is declaring whether someone has been healed of leprosy. When we come to the Lord, I'm thankful it is him that is declaring that you or I uh, has been cleansed uh, from sin. I thank God tonight that he is in charge of our destiny. Amen. Verse 4 says, Then shall the priest command to take for him that is to be cleansed two birds alive and clean. So now the process, the process is being started. The, 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 the individual comes to the priest and the priest says, Here's the process that takes place for the cleansing of leprosy. Here's the process that the Lord gives us uh, as uh, a recipe, as this is what takes place for an individual to be cleansed from sin. And verse 4 tells us that they were commanded to take uh, two birds that were alive and clean. And, and these two birds were going to be part of, of the cleansing of what took place. The reason there's two birds, one represents the Lord and one represents you. One represents the Lord, and one represents me. There's two. Uh, it, it's, it's the, the, the two birds don't, it's, it's not your spouse, it's not your child. It's, no, it's God who's making the decision of cleansing, and it's you. The one thing that uh, you and I need to understand here, yes, there are times when we need to make restitution and ask people to forgive us and make things right and, and all of that. But the bottom line is that there's two, two clean birds, one that represents the Lord and one that represents you. It's, it's you and God that are going to make this decision. It's you and God who's going to go through this cleansing. It's you and God that's going to end up with the result of you being pronounced clean. Uh, 
Aren't you thankful tonight that it doesn't depend on someone else? Aren't you thankful tonight that your cleansing is not determined by, by another individual? It's you and God. It's you before God. It's you talking to God. It's you in the presence of God. It's you uh, and God alone. And so you see here, the two birds were alive and clean. Uh, the process, this has to be done. Uh, this cleansing has to be done when, when the people are actually still alive. Uh, I, I thank God. God, that he is alive. He's alive forevermore. And I'm thankful tonight that I am alive, that you are alive. And so this, this process has, this cleansing has to take place uh, when both people are still alive. Don't wait. Don't, don't put it off. We have no guarantee of tomorrow. We have no guarantee of next week or next Sunday or whatever the case is. We have no guarantee of any of those things. It is time. Uh, now's the time. Now's the time. There is no better time. Make sure. Uh, obviously, he said, bring two birds that are clean and that are alive. And add it to that in verse 4. He says, and cedar wood. Uh, the cedar wood is a representation of the humanity of Christ, uh, the cross. And um, uh, when it comes to the cleansing of you or I, when it comes to uh, us uh, being removed from sin and sin being removed from us, uh, it will always, always include the cross. There is no other way but by the cross. Uh, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He shed his blood for us on the cross uh, in his humanity. The, 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 the deity of God did not die. The humanity of God did die. And, and this happened at the cross. Let me tell you, there is no other solution. There is no other recipe. There is no other way to have uh, uh, sin removed from our life but by the cross. The cross is still what works. Programs are good. All kinds of, of, of help things are good. But you, you cannot be cleansed any other way than by the cross. It still takes the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It still takes repentance, uh, baptism, and the infilling of his spirit. It still takes the cross. Amen. Without the cross, uh, you cannot be cleansed. You cannot have sin removed without the power of what happened at Calvary. Aren't you thankful tonight? Aren't you thankful for Calvary? Aren't you thankful that, that Jesus Christ, amen, robed himself in flesh, amen, and went to the cross on your behalf? Aren't you thankful tonight that it's the cross that still works? And so here you have two birds that are alive and clean and cedar wood. And then the Bible adds and scarlet. Scarlet is a representation of his blood and suffering, and uh, uh, it still takes uh, what happened at the cross. So it's not just uh, uh, the cedar wood, the cross, but it is the, the suffering that Jesus did on the cross on your behalf. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of his peace was upon us, and with his stripes we are healed. That happened at the cross. When he made the statement, it is finished. He had come to complete. He had completed everything that he had come to do at the cross. It still takes the blood of Jesus. 
not the day or the hour to remove the songs of the blood, the verses of the blood, hallelujah, the power of the blood, amen. There's nothing gory about Jesus' blood when it comes to you being cleansed from your sin, amen. I'm thankful tonight for the power that is in the blood of Jesus. I'm thankful that when we apply that blood of Jesus to our life, hallelujah, because of the cross, something powerful happens in your cleansing. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for the power of the blood. So he says those two birds that are alive and clean and, and the cross and, and, and scarlet. And, and that scarlet is a representation of the blood and the, the suffering that took place. Thank God for that. And then he adds in verse 4 at the end, and hyssop. Now hyssop, you will... Notice that through different passages of Scripture. And um, uh, there's a couple common passages of Scripture that talk about hyssop. If you, if you went to uh, the last one, you would see that at the, at the cross where uh, hyssop is used. Uh, if you went back to one of the uh, first ones that, that hyssop is used or that we see in Scripture about hyssop, then you go back to uh, the deliverance out of Egypt. And, and on the 10th plague, um, they were to uh, kill a, a lamb and apply the, the blood to the doorpost uh, of the house so that when the death angel passed over, uh, they would uh, not be judged with the firstborn of their home and, and uh, cattle uh, dying. Uh, and so, uh, you know, sometimes we get this view um, that, uh, uh, you know, uh, that all looked nice and, and, and prim and proper, amen, when the, the blood was applied to the doors. And, and, and sometimes you might see a picture where, where it looks like someone took a paintbrush and, and painted a strip up the, the side of the door on both sides and across the, the lentil on top. And, and it might look all neat and tidy, but I, I'm here to inform you there was nothing neat and tidy about what happened with the application to, of the blood upon the doorposts of the house. The, the Bible says they took hyssop, which is it's like a, a small shrub, and they di took this hyssop plant and they dipped it in the blood of the lamb and they splattered the doorposts of their house. There's nothing tidy about that. They wanted to make sure that the blood was going to be seen. When that death angel passed over, they didn't want there to be an error. They didn't want there to be a mistake. They didn't want the, the death angel to try to figure out whether there was blood applied or not. No, those doorposts uh, and that lentil was covered uh, with blood. Uh, and so you see the representation that happens uh, uh, through this hyssop plant. What does this hyssop plant represent? And so you see uh, what they were told uh, in uh, Egypt and what to, to do with the application of the blood on the doorpost. Uh, they, they had faith uh, that when they applied the blood, to those doorposts that when the death angel passed over, their family would be spared. And that sparing of their family was because of the faith they had of following the direction they were given to not be included in that tenth plague. You see a similar action um, with, the, with the conversation David is having after he has committed adultery and 
and uh, he's, he's sinned before God, and then he writes Psalm 51. Uh, he starts by saying, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, the only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. He said, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Notice now. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. David is using this same illustration of this plant. Purge me with hyssop. The, the faith that he had that if God, would, if God would intervene, if God would step into his situation, if God would step into his errors and his mistakes, that, that he could be clean. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. David is not saying he deserved it. David is not saying that this is something that, that, that uh, you know, he's earned or anything of that sort. No, he's putting his total faith upon God. God, if, if you want to do it, you can. If you're willing to do it, I know it's possible. If you purge me with hyssop, God, I shall be clean. I shall be washed and be whiter than snow. And so... So now you, you get to add that aspect that these two birds uh, that were alive and clean and, and you add the power of cedar wood, which the representation of the humanity and the cross uh, of Jesus Christ and scarlet, which is the suffering and the blood of Jesus. And you apply that with hyssop, with faith, with faith. This is a process that comes together. This was the cleansing ceremony of someone being pronounced clean from leprosy. And the Bible tells us you got these, these items in order in verse 4, and then in verse 5 it says, And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. All of a sudden there's this process that's going to happen in the cleansing of a leper that one of the two birds is going to be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. Of course, this is no type is exact, but you see the, the significance of how important that is to us in the New Testament, where, where Jesus became the, the bird that was killed. He was the substitute. He was in an earthen vessel. And he is, he is the one that takes the place of. He's the one that uh, is going to be the substitute for the other. Oh, thank you, Jesus, uh, for being the substitute for my sin. Amen. I couldn't, I couldn't accomplish it in myself. There was nothing that I could do in my own power. I couldn't get rid of sin, take care of sin, push sin ahead. I couldn't cleanse sin. But I had a substitute. Amen. He 
purchased the church with his own blood. He stepped up to the plate and said, I'm going to take their place. I'm going to put myself, amen, and allow the sins of mankind to be nailed to the cross. Amen. I thank the Lord, amen, that he took himself, submitted himself to the, to the cross and allowed the sin of my life to be nailed to the cross, a substitute for me, a substitute. In that earthen vessel, notice now over running water. That's a neat, uh, a neat aspect of this, of this cleansing, a representation of baptism. It's not, it's not uh, saying that everyone has to be baptized in the river or, or there has to be water that's moving to, to work. That's not the implication here. Uh, over running water is... The idea behind that is it's continual. It's, there's a continuance to this running water. I'm thankful for that as well. If that wasn't the case, then we would have to start every service with everyone being rebaptized because possibly our week maybe wasn't the greatest. Maybe there was errors and faults and mistakes and things that happened in our week. Amen. But I'm thankful that when I got baptized in Jesus' name, when you went into the watery grave of baptism, there was something that took place in your life that was continual. I'm thankful that I can come to the Lord today. I can come to him on a continual basis. Uh, and what happened to me in 1978 on October the 22nd, it's coming up, the anniversary is not that far away. When, when I was baptized in the name of Jesus uh, in the Cushabaquack River, uh, I thank God that what happened that day is a continual process in my life. Uh, and so many times uh, that running water has cleansed my life and washed me clean again uh, of sin that what may have happened in my life. I thank God, amen, that he was the substitute in an earthen vessel, and there's a continual cleansing that can happen in my life on a daily basis. Aren't you thankful for that tonight? Amen. And uh, I'm thankful that that, that cleansing power of, of, of baptism is still working in people's lives. Thank the Lord for that tonight. And so then you see in verse 6, it says, as for the living bird, that's a representation, that bird is the representation of you and I, and as for the living bird, he shall take it, and the cedar wood, the cross, and the scarlet, the suffering, the blood of Jesus, and the hyssop, and the faith, and shall dip them, uh, dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. This is... This is a very detailed process for a cleansing of a leper from uh, being pronounced clean of leprosy. One of the, the living bird, along with the other particles, the, the cross and the blood and faith, uh, these things were going to be dipped into the blood of the bird that was the substitute for the living bird. Well, that's what's happened in your life. That's what's happened in my life. Amen. God took a sinner. Amen. He was my substitute, but he, he took me a sinner and added the power of the cross. And he added the power of his precious blood. 
And when my faith was activated towards him, amen, I was dipped in the blood of Jesus. The blood was applied to my life and something powerful took place. Something transformational took place in my life when that moment happened and the blood was applied to my life. All of a sudden that substitute, amen, that died for me allowed something to take place in me. A cleansing, a powerful cleansing of sin in my life. Dip them in the living bird, in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. Notice now he says in verse 7, And he shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times. Uh, this process, of course, it was detailed in how many times it had to happen. And you see uh, in the number seven, the number seven is a, a number of perfection or completion. And when Jesus, uh, amen, it applies the blood to your life, uh, uh, something uh, per perfect happens in your life. Uh, completion takes place. It's not, well, I'm going to erase the first 10 years or the last five years, or I'm going to erase this amount of mistakes, or, or I'm going to take care of these this many errors. No, no, no. When he applies the blood to your life, uh, amen, there's something that's completed. Not about how many wrongs you did and what kind of wrongs you did and who you did them to. and No, no, no. When you come, amen, to have leprosy or sin cleansed from your life, amen, he does a complete job. Everything about God is complete. Everything about God is perfect. He's not, he's not trying to, well, you know what, you're going to have to live for me for so long before you get rid of these things. And, and oh, no, no, it's the, it's the opposite. Amen. That blood is sprinkled upon your life. There is something that is complete. There is something, hey, amen, that is happening at that moment, uh, that one moment in time. Uh, amen. When your heart is given to the Lord, uh, something spectacular, something powerful takes place. I thank God for the power of the blood uh, and what he did to complete what is necessary in yours and my life. Amen. Amen. Oh, that's a, that's a powerful understanding that he does it with completeness. Um, the challenge that happens sometimes in people's lives is it's, it's, not, it's not God that's the problem. Sometimes people have difficulty getting over things they did themselves. Sometimes people have struggles forgiving themselves. Sometimes people have issues getting over the past, getting beyond the errors, getting beyond the mistakes. Let me tell you, that's not a lack of power of God. That's a lack of believing that God has the power to cleanse you completely. Because this cleansing that is spoken of here in verse 7, uh, it is complete when God does it. You or I should, we, we, okay, God, help me. I, I need to... I need to make sure I get over because I don't want to. I don't want to make a, a statement to, uh, by not, by by unbelief uh, that God, you haven't taken care of my past. No, I want it to be the opposite. God, I want there to be a faith uh, and a belief that when you completed uh, what was done in my life, you took care of it all. Amen. From the first to the beginning, from the beginning to the first, uh, God, you took care of it all. Uh, I thank God. I want to have absolute faith, God, uh, that when you claim me, you did it with completeness. 
The next part of verse 7 says, and shall pronounce him clean. This is the priest that does that. No one else is pronouncing that the person is clean. It's not depending on whether someone else has a checklist and you've marked off all the boxes. No, no, no. It's not depending upon any other individual other than the priest, other than the high priest, other than the person that, that you are coming to to have uh, uh, this, this, uh, uh, this idea of the sickness of leprosy naturally or spiritually cleansed from your life. I'm thankful that it's the Lord that pronounces you and I clean. We don't have to qualify for another person or individual. It's not based upon someone else's opinion. It's not based upon whether someone thinks that, that you repented good enough or long enough or loud enough or none of those things. No, no, no. It's all about him pronouncing you and I clean. Aren't you thankful when you repented of your sin? Amen. Amen. You applied the cross to your life, the blood of Jesus Christ. You added faith. Hallelujah. And you allowed that cleansing to happen in your life. And Jesus steps forward and says, I'm going to pronounce you clean. I'm going to pronounce you free. I'm going to pronounce that, that sin has been removed from your life. Aren't you glad that he's in charge? Amen. And he... That, that, that uh, priest is going to pronounce you clean. Now, the last part of verse 7 is a powerful understanding of what happens to you and I because of this cleansing. And shall let the living bird loose into the open field. Jesus became our substitute. And because he died for us, we get to live for him. Oh, he ain't going to force you. He isn't going to make you. We get to. We get to live for him because he took our place. The living bird gets to go free. Whom the son has set free is free indeed. And the truth shall make you free. Oh, what is it? The power of Jesus. The power of the cross. It's the power of his precious blood. It's the power of his cleansing. That makes you free. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. What a beautiful demonstration of what happens to you and I when we are relieved, released, uh, come out from underneath the weight of sin, that living bird gets to go loose into the open field. This is the process that was used uh, throughout the Scripture, the Old Testament, guidelines given in the book of Leviticus for someone to be cleansed from leprosy. And when you see leprosy as a type of sin, then we get to see how powerful this is in our lives as individuals of what Jesus can do for a sinner that has been excluded from the camp, outside the tent, not allowed in the tabernacle, not allowed in 
to worship, not part of the family, has been on the outside looking in. But they come to the priest for the priest to see that this plague of leprosy has been removed from their life. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for the power of forgiveness. Thank the Lord for the power of baptism and the cleansing that happens. Thank the Lord for the infilling of his spirit. Thank the Lord for the born-again experience that happens because of Calvary. Thank the Lord, amen, that he's able to accomplish everything that's needed in your life. If you're in this place tonight or listening online and, and you feel like, listen, I've never gone through this process. You don't have to wait another day. You can go through this process right now where you said, I'm coming to the almighty God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, uh, our high priest. I'm coming to him. I'm coming and I'm bringing myself the way it is and I'm going to apply uh, the power of the cross and the power of his precious blood and I'm going to activate my faith amen and I'm going to allow amen the Lord to become my substitute and that cleansing power of baptism that's going to wash over my life and wash me clean amen he will do a complete job he will do an exact job everything about the Lord will be perfect and he'll work in my life and the pronouncement will come from him and I will get to be free. Free. You see the conversation that they're having with Paul. And of course, they find out Paul's a Roman citizen and they're, they're a little nervous that he hasn't been treated right. And, and um, they're going back and forth on this conversation and they find out that Paul's Roman says, and then there was guidelines. And you see in that conversation that Paul speaks to them, and he uses a statement that goes away past uh, his citizenship. Goes away past his citizenship. He said, I am freeborn. Yes, there was, there was a certain amount of preferences that he could have because of his natural citizenship. But Paul was saying much more than that. He was saying, you know what? I was on my road, on the road to Damascus. And something happened on that road where I was struck down by a bright light. And, and I, was, I was having a conversation with Jesus and I was persecuting him. And, 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 and in that moment, I, I, I was... I was in a conversation uh, on a street called Straight with Ananias who came and prayed for me that my eyes would be opened and, and my life would be changed and, and something took place at that moment uh, that it was much greater than my Roman citizenship. It was much greater than what I was uh, amen, in my status uh, in life. No, something happened to me at that moment. Uh, sin was removed uh, and I was freeborn. Uh, something took place in my life uh, amen at that moment uh, that liberated me more than any Roman citizenship could. Amen. I became an heir, a joint heir with Christ. Not of this world. Amen. But an heir with him. Amen. For eternity. Paul was saying much more. 
than just uh, that he was a Roman citizen. No, he was, he was making a statement that he was freeborn. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for what happens in the cleansing of sin in our lives. You can go back, every one of us tonight can go back to that moment when we made a decision that we were going to give our heart to the Lord and how liberating it was when you asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, when you asked him to forgive you of your sin and the weight, the weight that was lifted, the liberation that took place at that moment, and even add it to that when you were baptized. And I've heard it so many times. I feel so light. I feel like something's been lifted off of my life. I feel fresh, new. You hear all kinds of expressions that happen when people are baptized in his name. The cleansing that takes place. Well, you can imagine the rejoicing that happened for the leper when he was pronounced clean by the, by the priest. And, 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 uh, and this pronouncing of being clean would allow him to be integrated back into society, back into the, the, the people of God, back into the, the tabernacle, back into the presence of God, the, wor- the worshiping, the, the possibility, amen, of being with God's people. You can imagine how much excitement would have been, been brought forward when, when that took place and, and when people could g- get back to where they were uh, before and where, and where everyone else was allowed to be except for them. And all of a sudden, you can imagine how much excitement would arise. Well, that's what happens when someone gives their heart to the Lord. Uh, they were on the outside looking in. Amen. But when they give their heart to the Lord, they're no longer on the outside looking in. They have the opportunity to be on the inside worshiping God, praising God, serving God, giving their life to God. Amen. Joining with the family of God. Hallelujah. What a, what a rejoicing time that happens when sin is removed from our lives. He is to be cleansed. Verse 8 shall wash his clothes and shave off all his hair and wash himself in water that he may be clean, and after that he shall come into the camp and shall tarry abroad out of his tent seven days. You can see the process that starts to happen after this cleansing takes place and the excitement that would build uh, in this event. And, and um, it's no different in 2022 when someone gives their life to the Lord, the excitement that happens in a person's life. I'm thankful for the writings that have happened obviously in the book of Leviticus and the necessity that was uh, that they were required to go through these cleansing processes for for leprosy and for different diseases but the representation of what that means to you and I uh, tonight I thank God thank the Lord for the power of his cleansing aren't you thankful for that tonight aren't you thankful for the power of his cleansing just as, just as it was in Egypt, just as David spoke about it in Psalm 51, and just as the Lord declared that it was finished on Calvary. Amen. Here we are tonight with the freedom and the liberty of giving our heart to the Lord and having a cleansing take place in our life. I thank God for the power of his cleansing blood. 
Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.